we get high, high, crazy blue, like St. Elmo's fire, love so sharp, that it's hard to know just where you're at, we get high. What up, COTM? Please don't be offended by my song choice. <laughs> You'll understand why. Back to the front door, dealers on the south side selling on their front door. Little bit of weed, little bit of crack, whatever you need. While I'm selling out shows in the ice cold, shout out to the homies in the front row with the blunt roll that waited for hours in the snow just to see me flow. So you know I gotta stay after the show. Cause the shot town show love, I'ma show love. Outside, no gloves in the wintertime. Cause I'm hungry like dinner time, staying for every single one of my fans. Autographs that I couldn't feel my hands, just a man with a plan. But you wouldn't understand, I get high by the note, you get high by the gram. Why you smoke to this? Reminisce when I wrote to this. Up and comers take note to this. We Get it done on tour, waking up before the sundown Lakeshore Drive shooting videos On the block getting spotted by them city hoes I know I never had to wonder if it's love or not Shout out to the homies up in Juggernaut For keeping the motherfucker fresh, hell yes No contest, when it comes to gear in the city They be the best Love my girls out going on my city shot But it's MD to the day I die Shout out to the Bobby Sox A girl that just love the flow Tilling that late night with the weed lit Blunt split in the paper row Rap pack, smoking loud pack Yeah, they about that Haters talking shit, I never Doubt that with the GPS flow, we reroute that road to riches. We be about that. Getting money like Oprah, frying motherfuckers like okra. Put your L up if you be a smoker, full time choker. Everything I got, that's what I'm giving. No division till it's over. Sleeping on the young set, not you like a sedative. Now they on the brother dick, so repetitive. And they wonder why. And they wonder why. And they wonder why. We get high. 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 Like St. Elmo's fire. Like St. Elmo's fire, love so sharp and flat That it's hard to know just where you're at We get high What is going on, COTM? Welcome back Man, um, it's nice to talk to you guys again Nice to be in the lab we got ourselves a nice little comfortable space, so excuse the energy. Um, but uh, if you couldn't tell by the intro song, today we are finally gonna do it. Finally. Finally. Um, ep- episode 15, weed, marijuana, ganja, the green, the devil's lettuce, <laughs> whatever you want to call it, we're talking about it tonight. And uh, I just wanted to thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you for continuing to listen. Yeah. Uh, even if we can just impact one of you, the Lord's work is mighty. And uh, he's done great things in each individual sitting in here in this room beyond their own measure. So I can only imagine what he's going to do through you. Yeah. We may or may not be a catalyst to that, and I'm okay if we're not. Um, but I just I just appreciate you guys. I appreciate your support, and uh, I'm glad that we can keep doing this. This is uh, I love it. I love mm-hmm. it personally. So yeah, um, yeah we uh, we want to talk about weed. We want to talk about it's really just talking about vices in general. 
um, because, you know, it's not really any different than anything else. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, and, uh, yeah, I think think in Bay's Common, that's just kind of where it's at. So without further ado, welcome to episode 16. Open up a little bit of prayer. Mm-hmm. Let's do Bring Let's that do back. It. Yeah, that'd be great. That'd Let's be great. That. Mm-hmm. Let's do that. Oh, man. <laughs> you guys didn't laugh this time. <laughs> <laughs> Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for today. Um, thank you for allowing us to come together once again and uh, to put you forth in everything that we do, Lord, uh, I ask that you uh, just bring your presence into this room, bring your presence into everything that we speak, Lord, so uh, those that hear us know it's it's not about us, but it, it's about you. Um, I ask that you work in an, each and individual person who is listening right now, Lord, work in their lives in, in, a, in a way that you know that um, you want a personal relationship with them, Father. Uh, in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Oh. I don't even know where to start, to be honest. I'll figure uh, it out. I got some. Yeah. Okay. Right off the bat, uh, Rudy, you smoke, right? Yes, sir. Yes, I do. Jamal? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, sir. Me, personally, um, I do not. Uh, but before we get into that, why we, Rudy? Um, why I started smoking? Yeah. So, <clears throat> I guess it's a few different things. For one, I did not have, I mean, I, honestly, when I was growing up, even through, like, high school, even through, like, senior year, uh, I graduated at 17. I didn't start smoking until 19. So even through the year, like, after that, I was still like, I'm never going to drink. I'm never going to smoke. Never. Never. You know what I'm saying? Never. Never will I ever. And um, after we graduated, I had tried hookah, and I liked it. I liked the the feeling of the smoke. I didn't like cigarettes at all, the taste. or I, I've never smoked a cigarette myself, um, but I don't, I've never liked the smell. Um, so I can only imagine what the taste would be like. Mm-hmm. Um, and hookah was just kind of sweet and uh, didn't really do anything to you. You know what I'm saying? So for me, it was kind of like being in the kiddie pool. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know what I'm saying? Like, it was just like you could kind of hang out with the cool kids and partake, but not really partake. Oh, yeah. um, and still keep that standard. And, um, <clears throat> you know, from there, I, I I don't know if it was addictive personality or what it was, but I liked hookah a lot. So then I had eventually, after, you know, months of time, had gotten my own hookah, um, just because cost efficiency, like, you know, buying it from hookah lounge and taking it home. Uh, is way more efficient than what you actually spend when you go there. Um, So that developed into a kind of a habit where, okay, I'm going to do homework and I'm going to chill and do the things I need to do at home, but I'm going to, like, have the hookah going at the same time. Um, And, uh, yeah, I don't know. It never really gave me a huge, like, head rush or nothing crazy like that, but that's just that was just a really strong, like, habit, something I was doing a lot. Um, I saw how it was also affecting my lungs. Um... And that I kind of started to dwindle away from because of that. 
um, on a few instances, I guess on some personal instances, um, I have seen my father, um, who didn't start until he was like 18 either, but since I've been alive, he smokes. Like I've, I've known him as, as a, a weed smoker my entire life. Not that I thought of him in that way or that I separate that from anything because what I was able to see in him, unlike many other examples, mm. was that this isn't something that holds you back from getting stuff done, from being productive, from, from being a, a contributing member of society, um, to being able to support your family, to having a career. Mm. Um, you know what I'm saying? He had me very young, and him and my mom made their own mistakes as teenagers. You know what I'm saying? Later on, he got married. He had kids, stable home, um, just very consistent with them. They're all doing really, really well in school. I can't say the same for myself, um, but I also had a lot of other, like, interests as well. Like, I was way more into sports than they are. They like sports, but I, I was completely different story, mm-hmm. you know? And so... I was able to see that, you know, he was able to grow and break through walls and barriers and have very high positions at very uh, prestigious companies. And uh, the types of clients that he serves, um, you know, and to think that, wow, he's been able to do all of this even though he smokes weed. Mm -hmm. And that was um, a justification for me. I was like, okay, well, if he can do it, then maybe I can do it. Yeah, and, and so I didn't like, I want to do this so I can see if I can do it. Um, it wasn't like that at all. And even then, once I had decided, okay, maybe I'm going to try it, I still waited like a year and a half before I finally did. Mm-hmm. And because uh, I wanted to make sure that I was going to be able to handle it. Mm-hmm. I was not going to l- let my life be determined by a habit. You know what I'm saying? No way. And even at a young age, I was able to see that because I was able to see mistakes that I was already making. You know what I'm saying? So... Um, I wanted to make sure that I approached it respectfully, um, you know, which sounds kind of bizarre. You know, most people are just like, oh, well, I was just at a party and somebody handed it to me or, you know, just something like that. And so there was definitely a lot that went into it, Um, you know, but at the end of the day, I was curious. Right. And I wanted I was looking for justifications to possibly be able to do something like that. And, um, you know, I tried it and I enjoyed it. And from the time that I started I don't think a day passed for like six weeks that I didn't smoke at least once. So addicting, you found it. Um, I'm not sure. For me, I I liked it because where I was at in my life was, um, I didn't I had things to do, but I didn't necessarily have a lot on my plate. I didn't so have. Res- it as a problem. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't have. Right? I didn't have responsibility yeah. like that. Um, and I was you know still really young. Um. I think it was the summertime, too. I tried it on my birthday. So it was, like, middle of the summer. There's nothing going on. I didn't have baseball. I didn't really have work like that. You know what I'm saying? So there was a few factors that kind of went into me allowing myself to do it that often. Um, um, But from senses, yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, something that always stuck out to me, um, my mom always told me, drugs do not change you. They highlight your character, your char- characteristic flaws. Mm-hmm. So you know whatever your flaw is, you apply a vice to that. Mm-hmm. That vice is going to highlight whatever that problem is. Makes wow. sense. And so it doesn't even matter if it's weed, alcohol, cocaine. Obviously, yeah, okay, you know, let's let's draw a line yeah. in the sand, damn. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the point is, is that it's not. 
the drug, it's the person. Yeah. And it's what that person's going through and it's how they're dealing with things. Are you using, you know, the weed, you know, f- as a void filler, you know what I'm saying? And for a long time, I definitely was, you know, whether it was boredom, whether it was procrastination and I didn't want to face my fears and yeah. my problems and I didn't want to become a super disciplined wake up at 5 6 a.m you know what i'm saying like you know once we graduated it's just like you're all on your own Mm -hmm. um and uh, i don't know that i I don't know if i was scared to face that or not um i don't know i really don't know to be honest with you um but yeah so what was the question johnny why did i why did i start Mm -hmm. and currently and currently what smoking yes currently smoking and so we'll definitely, I want to talk about the different phases and the different things that I've seen and felt and the different levels of conviction that that has gone to, um, for sure. And we'll definitely get to that, um, and as we go through for sure. Um, Jamal, you just stopped, right? Yeah, I stopped. Um, I want to say the last time I smoked was with you, uh, Rudy, but, uh, that was the last time it was, um, I think a good... I want to say four or five months ago, maybe, I don't know. Um, but before that, I for sure hadn't smoked for, I want to say, eight months. Um, because I wanted to, when I first started to to smoke, it was something that I knew I didn't have, uh, didn't have control over me. Like, no. drinking was um, not, never an issue for me. Like, I could, which is dangerous to know this about yourself because then you take it a little too far and people make mistakes but when you know that when I get drunk and I don't ever get outside myself I don't I never um was belligerently drunk and just not able to control my actions Mm -hmm. or control my emotions I was never just like sloppy drunk uh per se so I knew that I could do the same thing with weed and so if I was ever smoking and I got high and I was in a situation that needed to be handled immediately. I could flip the switch and be like, okay, now it's time to be serious. And so because of that factor about myself, um, I probably took smoking further than I should have. Um, And in that, I realized, I was like, okay, if I'm taking this further than I should have, am I just kind of letting this go down a path where... um, it's having a control over me. And I didn't really know because I could stop smoking for three weeks, four weeks, and then be like, all right, well, okay. I didn't smoke for a while, let me smoke again. Mm. And I'm like, okay, well, wait, wait, wait a minute, because that just means you have a, a discipline of self-control for X amount of time. But yeah. like, how do you know if you just say, I'm never gonna smoke again, and you're not gonna smoke from four or five weeks from now. How do you know that there's not a, um, uh, there isn't something deeper within this that you actually need this um, to sustain yourself. So I was like, I don't want to go. I don't. I don't want to make sure that I didn't go down a route where I'm too far down to really realize that I have an addiction to marijuana. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, like, nah. I need to put a stop to this. And so that's really where I made the um, I made the flip to not necessarily saying that um, there aren't uses for marijuana and people who need it um but there for me as of going down the path of of where i'm going and trying to use god for everything that um i can everything in my life that i need him for he's going to provide for me um 
and I went down that path and I said, okay, God, I'm going to replace you with marijuana. Anytime I'm feeling like, man, like it's just been a freaking long day. Like, let me smoke a, smoke a little bowl real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, that's when I'm going to use you. Um, anytime where I'm just like, all right, well, that sucked. I'm going to go smoke now. Like, that's when I switched and used God. Um, so, yeah, I don't know if that answered your question. Why no. no, did it? No, that's okay. yeah, good. Cool. Um, I think my perception of weed has been, I, I've, I've been around it, you know, ever since from high school at Valley and then all the way through college at JC and then, you know, university, especially right. um, playing sports. So <clears throat> it's everywhere, always around me. I think I had so many opportunities and temptations to do it, you right. know, um, having people look at me, Johnny, you don't smoke weed? Yeah. You got to smoke weed. You know what I mean? Nah, bro, I, right. I just don't, you know, at, you know, my teammates in my face you know just just try it just try it just try it never really just did anything for me i don't i don't really know why um tried it once we went to hawaii a uh, high school trip still um, mad i missed that I'm uh, so mad. tried it once and um no i didn't like it at yeah. all uh-huh. uh and after that i kind of pretty much knew like you know weed's just not for me yeah um, I think it's just looking how people use it. You know, I think we talked about this a while ago. You know, there's right. some people that, um, oh, I can't eat because I haven't smoked. I'm looking at that like, bro, that's that's terrible. What you right. mean you can't eat because you haven't smoked, <laughs> right? So yeah, that's right. an issue. So <laughs> that, um, like you said, I'm I'm hella mad or I'm really sad or yeah. I, you know, me and my girlfriend are breaking or having a you know having issues. I'm gonna go smoke. Right. So I feel like it was weed is. If a person allows it, can really run your emotions or run your system, you know, run your system, which is not—I don't think it's cool. Right. I think that's how I look at alcohol as well. I don't—I like me being full control of myself. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? I want to know what I'm thinking. I want to know what I'm doing. I want to know what's up right then and there. Yeah. And I'm not saying you know people that smoke are not aware of that, but sometimes you know those people that's just like you know that's whatever. So I like—I want myself to be there. Right. And. The, the things I've seen, you know, how people smoke and everything, it's some people just don't know how to control it. Right. And I'm not saying I would get to that, but I don't even want to. I don't want to. I don't want to um, put a foot in the water for yeah, it. Cross you know? that boundary. Yeah. yeah. So it's never just really did anything for me. So I guess that's. And obviously, you know, which we'll get into, um, me being a Christian, yeah. I just don't. Yeah, think I should be doing that, but that that can that can be said about so many other things. We can can talk. We can talk about that as well. We can talk about that as well Um, for sure. Permissible but not beneficial. So going into that, I might as well just step it in, step into it right now. Before we do, I just want to go and clear the air for those of you (laughs) that know my dad. My dad never influenced me. He did not want me to smoke weed. He never let me see it. He never let me be around it. He never let me have access to it. It was something that I chose and did 150% on my own. Um, Am I condoning his behavior? No. However, he did not influence me personally by saying, hey, son, if you're a man, hit this. You know what I'm saying? Like, there was never anything like that. He never even offered me. So I just want to clear that. And just from a parental standpoint, (laughs) you're my man. Um, That's good. That's good. Um, What were we about to jump into? Um, Um, Our faith. Yeah. Mixed in with weed. Yeah. Um, So right off the bat, when I think of any drugs or anything when it comes to our faith, Mm -hmm. 
and this is funny because it's not it's not it can like you said it can be so many vices you know us mm-hmm. as Christians we're gonna sin regardless right yeah. so just because a Christian is smoking weed we can't point the finger because how many sins are we doing right you know um it's also not here to say like oh well just because we are all gonna sin doesn't mean that oh, I can just sin in this way because exactly. we're all gonna sin anyway so exactly. don't give yourself that scapegoat but yep. sorry go ahead the main main verse out of um, Ephesians um, <clears throat> do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit who is in you whom you whom you have received from God. You are not your own. You were bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your bodies. Our body is a te- our body is a temple. Right. So for me, I take that from a, a huge standpoint. Like, okay, so I'm, I'm gonna be real. I'm gonna be really, you know, maybe over exaggerating on this, but mm-hmm. God's in me. Correct. Anything else I put, is, everything yeah. else I put in me, or anything else I view, uh-huh. he's he's consuming that a little bit. Correct. You know. Correct. Yeah. So I'm looking at weed, and it's like, mm-hmm. you you know you know what that does to your body, like alcohol. You you know you know God says we should not be drunk. We right. should not be in that way. Right. Okay. Well, weed doesn't get us drunk, but we can take some, can take people to a, you know a different type different of place, place. You know, sure. with our minds. Um, so I just look at that verse, and I, I look at weed, and it's like I don't want I don't want to go there. I right. can't. You know. So that's why I don't I don't I don't see weed mixing with um, our faith. Correct. I don't, I don't, I don't see, I don't see the mix at all on, um, on that, the, just the, the mix of it. Like, I don't, I don't think it mixes at all. Um, I, okay, scratch that. I do think it mixes when we get into CBDs and, and things who know, people who know how to dose it properly. Um, like it, it can be very beneficial for, uh, people with, uh, chronic disease and things like that. But I mean, uh, because you, because you compared it with um, like like alcohol, the Bible tells you not to be drunk. But the first miracle God did was um, He turned water into wine. And so when something I didn't want to get into the topic of with with Pastor Chase because he was on a whole different level of uh, of uh, strange fire um, uh-huh. and how um, two people brought um, this different herb that God didn't ask for into the holy temple, um, which now that. Jesus Christ died and uh, resurrected. You know, our bodies are the holy temple. And so, when they brought that back in Bible, biblical times, when they brought that uh, herb into the holy temple, um, God was like, "This is strange fire to me. Mm-hmm. I don't like it. You are dead." Mm-hmm. And killed them. And so, for me to take what doesn't mix with our Christianity um, belief system. <laughs> And apply it to now. Um, Where's it going with that? Uh, wow, wine, turn, wine turning water, and water turning into wine. What I was, uh, what I was going to go down the path of. If you're gonna use marijuana as a Christian, you need to understand the consequences that are gonna come with it. Um, because it's the same thing of if you're going to drink alcohol um, as a Christian, you need to understand the consequences that come with it. If you're going to get drunk with alcohol, you need to understand that the Bible says do not be drunk. Mm. If you're going to use marijuana as a Christian, you need to understand that the Bible tells you to be always be sober-minded. Mm. So if you're being in a constant high state of you're not in the right mental capacity to operate the way God has called you to operate, it's not going to be beneficial for you at all. Yeah. But if you do have an understanding of 
um, why you're using marijuana for whatever intricacy you're using it for. Um, cancer, for one. Um, cancer is as easily been proven to be treated through not just marijuana but the cannabinoid that is within marijuana which is CBD um, it's uh, it's a for medicinal purposes it, it can literally attack the cancer cells mm -hmm. nothing else that can attack the cancer cells and not harm the this the human cell that's around it in your body so there are very beneficial things for marijuana usage but are you using it properly? Mm -hmm. It's like the, the, the dude standing on the college campus who's uh, waving a Bible around, which is used to heal and, and speak life into people, but he's waving the Bible around telling that gay person, you're going to hell, and you know, yep. telling that person, you're mm -hmm. going to hell, you're going to hell, you're going to hell. It's how you're using the tool yep. that God has given you to really benefit humanity. So yep. are, if you're walking around high-minded all the time, then it's you're not... You're not using it properly yeah right so i mean you know even from like the the wine aspect of that you know there is a a positive annotation you know in the bible with wine and you know it was used for meals and small moderation not heavy intoxicating amounts yeah. um and to speak on you know the cbd side of it um you know obviously that's probably the best way to not take in intoxicating amounts right um however um you know, for me, when I think of, like, our faith, and, you know, I, I don't, by all means, I don't want to justify what I'm doing for the sake of that I can continue to do it. Mm. That's not my goal. I'm not trying to encourage anybody else to smoke weed. Like, that's, this is not an advertisement. Um, I'm just, you know, being honest with levels that I was able to break through and me having this battle of we run a Christian podcast and I smoke weed, yeah. right? And, you know, having to challenge myself with that um, on many different aspects. And yeah. so, um, you know, one piece is that God made everything. Obviously, there are things that we have taken and made different things from. Yeah. Um, weed, for example, God made it. It naturally grows on the earth. Yeah. Um, and in Genesis, it talks about all of the herbs and plants are for our consumption and use, whether it be for meals, for healing, uh, for teas, all kinds of different things. And so when I think of the healing properties that marijuana does have, that's the perfect prescription for it. Um, now, the, the problem with CBD is that even though that is only the healing property of the plant, um, there's actually a need, this is scientifically proven, there's actually a need for the direct consumption of smoking it um, with the high level of CBD plant because you still need the fusing with the THC so that you can actually receive the maximum benefit from it. Um, and we're talking about healing cancer. Yeah. Like, we're talking about this plant heals cancer naturally. For clarity purposes, for those listening, what basically Rudy said was if you're taking intaking CBD for your health, healing, health, reasons. health reasons, you do need a small percentage of THC, which gets you high, to actually have the full benefits of CBD. Correct. So for whatever time limit that is, for your... Um, consumption, you will be high for whatever, five, ten minutes. I don't care. I don't right, know what exactly. Is. And so, I mean, you know, there, 
it's you know there's a couple pieces one it was here he made it yeah. um you know do we use it the right way most of us do not hmm. right <laughs> that is uh, that is obvious right. um but that just like you said that goes back to everything that god has given us that we misuse yeah. um you know and so that just like i said is another parallel um now from the other sense of there has never been a re- recorded documented hmm. case where weed, smoking weed, has killed anybody, yeah. right? And so, you know, the, the myth goes, is like, oh, well, you have to smoke your weight in weed, like, within an hour. 230 pounds of weed, that's impossible to consume in that amount of time. So, you know what I'm saying? So even from that standpoint, is we can't even find that. But, like, literally in the entire world, nobody has ever died just from smoking weed, you know? And so I talked to my grandma about this, um... And that's why we're able to do this episode. She was kind of the last straw that broke the camel's back because she listens to this podcast, okay. you know. So I wanted to be very respectful, um, you know, of that and not like break her heart, you know, just you know. And so, um, you know, we talked about it, and she's worked in the hospital for ages, you know, and she's seen plenty of young kids coming through the ER, wow. um, you know, and you know, I know that weed has this faith is scripture and things as one thing. Um, but the way that the government and the system yeah. has portrayed weed yeah. is like it's meth, yeah. mm. you know. And I'm not saying that one vice is better than the other, but we're talking about, you know what I'm saying, a natural plant that can be used to heal cancer yeah. compared to something like that. You know, so um, anyways, we're talking about it. And she's like, oh, I've seen plenty of kids come in and they had weed in their system. I was like, absolutely, they probably did have weed in their system. I was like, but did they also have alcohol in their system? Mm -hmm. And they also were like driving Mm -hmm. and they also were like in public or doing something crazy, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, so it comes with intention for me um, and the genuineness within you that, you know, that's that's an integrity thing because I can come on here and say, well, I have the best intentions and then behind closed doors, I don't, Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? So that's an integrity thing for sure and I think that's where, like, you know, the real problem lies because there was periods in time where I used weed for reasons that I didn't need to use it. Absolutely. And even now, I can say right now I use it for reasons that I don't need to use it and we're definitely going to get into that for sure. Um, For sure, for sure. But so... You know, from one standpoint, it was here before we were. The plant was here before we were, um, and God made everything on this planet for us to be resourceful with. Yeah. You know, if we take the food industry, right, like how much crop do we use just to produce the amount of meat that we consume, which really messes up the entire system, if we're being honest. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? For example, the weed, weed is a billion-dollar industry, and the government wants to limit how much of it you can grow in your own backyard. It's a natural thing, you know what I'm saying? I can grow corn the same way that I can grow weed, and the government wants to take as much money as they can from it. So there's a lot of different things in how society, we've been groomed to think of it in this way, and so I think that's one thing to break. Another thing to break is definitely the spiritual sense of it, um, for sure. And where I felt the deepest conviction, I'll just cut straight to the real chase, where I felt the deepest conviction um, was when we're in sessions of tithing before church. And, um, you know, I've found different ways to allocate my 10%, right? You know, it can be out of 24 hours, two hours and 40 minutes, or it can, you know what I'm saying? It can be a 10th of my income, a 10th of my time, 
um, an extra tenth of my time on compared to what I'm already doing, for example. Uh, so many different ways that we can kind of allocate that. Um, or, you know, um, I'm going to talk to X amount of people about you this week, Lord. You know what I'm saying? So there's definitely different ways. And, you know, even with the amount of time and effort that went into this, uh, this podcast, I saw that as a very useful 10%. You know what I'm saying? Because now we have 100 listeners, mm. <laughs> right? So, you know, there, there's definitely different things. And so um, I was like, okay, well, I was tithing sometimes, not consistently, right? Yeah. And I was like, okay, but the tithing is not about the religion. The tithing is not about, you know, supporting the church necessarily. Um, for me, I think the value in tithing is really testing yourself and testing your will and testing how much you're really t- willing to invest in yourself, you know, and a lot of people have big ideas, but they're not willing to invest in themselves because it's going to cost too much. Right. And so, you know, from just the tithing aspect, um, I would be willing to drop $40 on going and getting a sack of weed, but I couldn't give $40 in tithing. You know what I'm saying? And so I was like, man, even off the bat, if I can't even spend the amount of same, if I can't give God that amount of money and match my weed, which is already disrespectful, right? That's already disrespectful saying, man, I can't even give him the same amount that I'm giving to weed, let alone more than I'm giving to weed. Right. So that was where the real conviction came. And I was just like, man, like this is, um, this is definitely, definitely something else for sure. And I have to check myself, you know, constantly. And, you know, even where I'm at right now is, you know, with business and with things like I'm resisting taking a regular job right now as hard as I possibly can. Not because I think like anything different of myself compared to other people, or that I think having a regular job is a bad thing by any means. We need financial stability. They're like, I mean, you know what I'm saying? There's even in the Bible are the amount of time that we need to invest in work is tremendous yeah. and more than anything else that we do, even if we're working for the Lord, you know what I'm saying? So, um, definitely have a job. I'm not saying don't do that, but it's something that I'm not necessarily trying to do because I want to invest in my business and in myself as much as possible. I feel this momentum, but I also feel a huge, huge, huge fear of not, of it not working out or of, uh, you know, me having to go back to a job uh, to make it work or of my bills becoming too much and interest rates going too much because I haven't paid certain things to a certain level um, and it not necessarily bearing fruit yet how I wanted it to. You know, I expected a business to just pop up out of thin air and just operate and get paid off of it. And it doesn't work like that. And, um, you know, and so I could say that I definitely use it as part of that fear. Mm-hmm. But... And the same token, I use it, I, I'll smoke out of fear of like, you know, what I have to do right now. And that's something that even allows me to just check back in. And even though I'm high, be productive and get that thing done. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, I can take it back to what, I ha- what I've remembered. And the only reason I've justified it for myself is because I've remembered the things that he's done in moments where I was high and the level of just depth and intimacy that he went to that was unlike anything that I've experienced when I was sober. That's so true. And um, so true. even the the concept and thought of COTM came when I was high. Mm. You don't think it would have came if you were sober? I don't know. I don't know. It probably would have. I don't. I, I don't. I don't. We can't. We're not going to limit God. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Um, I I just want to touch on that for a second as mm-hmm. well because I. 
because I said that was so true because it, it, it the same thing happened to me. I, I was high and I hadn't read my word that day. Mm-hmm. And I was I sat down and immediately I was convicted because it was like God was speaking to me and he was it was more of that he was saying, So you're gonna let this limit you from coming to me? Mm-hmm. I don't give a dang if you're if you're high, if you're drunk, if you're at your lowest moment in your life. The very most important thing you need to do in your life is come to me. And so I was like, oh wow, well, okay. Well, I wonder what this is gonna be like. I mm-hmm. feel like I'm just gonna get like smacked up in the head. Like, why are you high? Why are you doing this? Right. Why, are you, uh, why are you reading your word like that's so disrespectful? But it wasn't like that at all. Mm-hmm. When I got into my word, it, it was it was so it was so loving. It was so um, everything that I needed for that moment and everything that I went through that week. It was like wow, like I needed this. This mm-hmm. was such. If I didn't read this today, like I, I'm not sure how my walk would have continued with God. Not to say that He wouldn't have like taken care of me the next two days or whatever. But I mean, the the intimacy of that moment, I will never forget that because I thought I was going to get condemned, and on the other hand, I didn't. I got, um, I got not necessarily I didn't get revelation, but I got um, I got comfort, I got love, I got peace. And, nothing was condemning about that and you felt like that because <clears throat> or you felt more of that because you were high I, I'm not saying I felt more of it because I was high but I, I'm saying that I felt um, it it completely threw me off it completely threw me off because I, I think it was because I was high that it threw me off but now now that I'm sitting here thinking about it like okay like of course like God is not a condemning God right that's that's not surprising that's not anything new in the Bible but because I was high, I was sitting there and I was like, wow, Lord, I'm high and you still love me. Uh, I, I know I probably shouldn't be high and I shouldn't be like rushing to get my word in because it's 11.50 and it's about to be the next day. Um, but you still love me anyways. And um, it, was just, it was just a great experience to be high and feel that love of God. That was that was the that's what I want to pull across. And so I'm gonna piggyback, but I'm definitely gonna answer your question. And the hard part is that I feel like on any question you give me, I could like end the episode like just like you know I could get I could just bring it out and just end it because there's there's revelation that comes from this. You know what I'm saying? And so um, to piggyback on what he's saying, like um, I have experienced my best prayers, like my best just like one on one moments where I literally could just I feel like I could just tangibly just feel him you know what i'm saying just on a whole nother level and you know what i think where i think this goes is that um is back to for me where the conviction happened a year ago um that moment you know where my coworker, who was muslim was praying multiple times a day mm-hmm. i felt the need to talk to her i go back to church the first six weeks are prayer which was the thing i needed the most the practical application of how to properly pray um and the mindset to be in and things like that and applying that and the thing is that where i was at personally was that i had used weed um as a catalyst to get through my day-to-day operations without being overwhelmed by the stress of the other situations that i had going on and so because that's where i was already at that's where god met me you know what I'm saying? And so to go back to your question of what I have thought of COTM, if I wasn't high, mm. answer is no. Um, because 
God meets you where you are. Yeah. And what I got from it most was, yes, come as you are. I'm going to take you and accept you this way. Mm. However, that does not mean stay this way. Mm. Come as you are. I will accept you as you are. And now there's different levels. You know, if I wanted to change, then that day I said, God, take this out of me. I want nothing to do with this anymore. Da, 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 da. But because, like I said, of good things that I've seen happen that he has done, even in those moments, that's another hard pull to like, well, he's not giving me a no. Mm. You know what I'm saying? That was what I was battling. I was like, well, I'm operating in COTM. I'm thinking I'm trying to help these people. I'm dwelling in my own demons. You're still here with me. And all of these amazing things are happening in this momentum. Everything is building up. I no longer have a job, but I'm still alive. (laughs) I'm still surviving. Like, you know what I'm saying? So many things are going good. And in the midst of that, I'm still smoking weed. So, you know what I'm saying? Where, like, am I expecting a lightning bolt to just come down and just like, boom, and blow up my whole party? So that I can say, oh, I need to stop smoking weed or, you know what I'm saying? And so there, there's different pieces of it. However, I do still feel the conviction of, yes, I can come to him this way and it may or may not change overnight. I may or may not break that mold overnight. But what it comes down to is that I cannot stay this way mm-hmm. and that I can't continue to use it in the manner or the intention that I currently do. Because if I'm using it to not face my fears, if I'm using it to procrastinate, if I'm using it to avoid my problems in any way, shape, or form, if I'm using it just to fill a void, boredom, loneliness, whatever it is, then it's wrong. Mm -hmm. And I can't, can't, you know what I'm saying? And and that's something that I'm working on with him constantly, Mm -hmm. constantly. And, um, you know, every time that sack gets to the bottom i'm like all right cool this is gonna be the last one i'm not gonna i'm not gonna do this for a while and sometimes it lasts and sometimes it doesn't you know what i'm saying to where i go like re-up well that one right there Mm -hmm. right right and so um this episode is not gonna come out until after addiction and we went in on that um on addiction yeah we did um we went in on it, and so, you know what I'm saying? So I'm, I'm right there. I'm right there with you, and I, I feel it 100%. And, um, you know, at the end of the day, I'm just justifying it. But the last, you know, four or five months, I've been wa- I just, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, okay, well, even from the standpoint of let me just see how I operate without it. It's not even about, like, God, take this out of me, like, da-da-da. You know what I'm saying? It's not even that drastic. It's just like... Well, why can't you just go without it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. how sharp will you be? Or how efficient will you be? Or how productive will you be um, if you didn't do it? And so, you know, that might point to people's stigmas. And I think maybe there was a sense of pride that I wanted to break that stigma for people mm-hmm. and allow them to see me as an example, almost in the same way that I saw my father, mm-hmm. as a contributing, more than contributing piece of society, but still doing this. And I guess for me, it's like, um, really, I guess the root of it, the excuse, right, is wanting to party and work hard at the same time. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I think that's where it really comes. Like, well, I want to still be able to do this, but it's like, why? You don't need to. Like, you know what I'm saying? So, so, so a few things, like, to hit yeah. a few points. Yeah. Well, Jamal, first, I loved in the beginning when you said um, you, you pretty much stopped using it because you felt like it was becoming a control yeah you know yeah i think um 
weed or any drug or anything like but since we're talking about weed yeah can become a god mm-hmm. to some people because Absolutely. they want it mm-hmm. I, I want i want to smoke i want to smoke damn man i want to smoke mm-hmm. that's that's a, yeah that's a god yeah. god does not know god's a our god is a jealous god yes right um so i think that is a problem for some people for, for you know for the people who do smoke for for anyone who has a has any addiction, addiction mm-hmm. right um with the cotm yes you said that you felt that it probably wouldn't that the idea probably wouldn't have came right i honestly feel mm-hmm. when we first got in contact mm-hmm. well no no and <laughs> birth god already planted that seed correct right correct i think when mm-hmm. we got in contact mm-hmm. god was starting to water it mm-hmm. and then maybe just because you were high yeah the holy you know holy yeah. spirit was, was still just, there i was just high right? at the same time yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah right and i think and this i don't i might be saying this wrong man you know mm-hmm. god correct me if i'm if i'm wrong i honestly feel like god still bless us blesses us mm-hmm. and speaks to us mm-hmm when we're doing something we should not be doing mm-hmm. when we're mm-hmm. sinning or, or, or there's something we should not be doing right right, right right he still blesses us maybe he's just not blessing us mm-hmm. as much as he as we as we really could receive right without the things we're doing right no, right mm-hmm. so it's like 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 you said yeah yeah how how, how can i be if i if yeah. i did put away the weed right god's blessing me yeah but when you how, bless how, me more so, yeah. yeah. So Devon, yeah. Uh, what I, Devon Franklin, um, and Megan Good, uh-huh. when Devon, Devon said he that he wanted to stop having sex, mm-hmm. and he said he just had that thought that God's blessing me so much, but if, what if I put that away? How much is He going to bless me? Right, right. You know what I mean? Absolutely, absolutely. Um, and you know, for and. The thing is, is that even, like, before we got in contact, like, this was, like, it was, like, just, it was just, it was just, it was just festering, you know what I'm saying? It wasn't necessarily Christian of the millennia yet, but I was, like, we need to talk about these things for people, because we're already talking about God. We were already having these recorded conversations, Um, you know what I'm saying? If anything, even more vulnerable because we were curious and didn't know yeah. and we wanted to know. Yeah. And we're still at that point. Don't get me wrong. Um, but, you know, the, the concept of what we're doing here was already there. And, you know, like I said, the fact that I was high when the when the thought came is another justification or me saying, oh, well, that's not him saying no, because mm-hmm. he's still he's still feeding me. You know what I'm saying? And so um, however, you know, um, just like I said in addiction in that, you know, the formula is simple. The execution is really, really hard, um, really complex. And so, you know, with any addiction, the formula is replacing the addiction with Jesus, yeah. with God. You know what I'm saying? And so instead of, okay, getting up, getting ready for my day, I need to get in this mindset so that I'm ready and calm and good, but, you know, ready to go. Um, okay, cool. Smoke a bowl in the same context. It would be, all right, God, you know, here we go. Getting up, getting ready. Thank you for my day. Da da da. And so the problem that would happen, the convictions I would have in little moments would, I would go smoke and then I would, oh, damn, I haven't even talked to God today. Mm-hmm. And I'd sit there and I'd have one of those prayers that I was just talking about where I was just like, Oh my God. You know what I'm saying? Like, damn man. Like, wow. Wow. That was just insane. Um, and, um, 
I don't know. The hard part is that I haven't tangibly felt. I think my knowingness and my faith in him has grown even more so. And I know that me elevating that faith is going to require me to continue to leave things like that behind me, even if it is an experimental thing. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, the fact that I've gotten to a place where I have to even talk about it as an experiment is already the problem in itself. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? The fact that I did go through moments of justifying it, I did go through moments of like not wanting to let it go, that that's the trick that tells you everything right there. Um, and me getting to the point of desire of, okay, well, I do kind of want to try, you know, saying not doing this. And, you know, even me getting to the bottom of the sack and my first thought isn't, okay, I need to go pick up again is like progress. You know what I'm saying? I'm yeah. seeing progress. Um, and so, you know, at any point in time I could say, okay, well, he's showing me progress. Cool. I'm going to just stop right now. And I was at that point last week and I'm at that point right now. Um, and, uh, that does, you know what I'm saying? And that doesn't mean I'm never going to pick up again or that I, who knows, maybe I'll pick up again in four days. The fact that we're talking about this allows me to be accountable about it and allows me to address it, um, in a state that goes beyond integrity, um, and now holds me accountable behind closed doors because, well, now everybody knows. Exactly. What I was just about to say, yeah, the hundred followers, the hundred listeners that we have, um, I think this is why we're, we're steadily growing is because we're so vulnerable um, behind what we're doing um, just to help whoever is listening do the same thing in their life, uh, regardless of if they're um, vocal about it or not. Um, just absolutely love what we're doing. Um, but one of the things I wanted to touch on that you said was the word tangible, you know, feeling God tangibly. Mm-hmm. I think one of the first times that um, it's not that I was like, okay, God, like I'm going to stop smoking. And then like, all right, he started blessing me like immediately. Like actually that, that did not happen at all. I stopped smoking and then everything stayed the same. Right. <laughs> right. Everything really stayed the same. Yeah. I mean, it was, all right. it wasn't that it was annoying, but it was just like, okay, well, uh, I guess. I was well, that was keep, not what I was yeah, expecting. Not what right. I was yeah. expecting. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I, I, I do think it, as you continue to go down the process of like, Okay, God, I'm 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 doing this. I, I'm I'm still doing this. I'm still doing this, and then He'll show up in, in a way that you weren't expecting, like you just said. Right. And, um, one of the things was we stumbled across encounter FCC encounter, and mm-hmm. I physically felt God's presence one of the first time I walked in there. Yeah. And I thought I was absolutely crazy mm-hmm. because instantly, I, instantly, mm-hmm. instantly, yeah. like my body kind of got a little tingly. Like I was just like, no, like I'm tripping. Like there's just no way. Like am I really, there's just, there's no way. And I, and I didn't know actually what it was. So I just, I immediately threw the thought out of my mind. Um, and as I continue to stay along with encounter and, and actually get involved, um, my parents came separately and I didn't tell them my experience but they individually didn't talk to each other and had the same exact experience of like wow you know what God's presence is here God is tangibly here the spirit is here Um, I can't wait to come back Um, and my parents are very very strict and hardcore Christians and they um to hear that come out of their mouth when I didn't tell them my experience of God's tangible presence in that place, it was it was almost a um, you can 
experience me when you work hard to experience me. Mm -hmm. I think in society, today's society, we are so uh -huh. numb to the fact of how real God's presence is because of all the stuff that is going around us. Right. And when you, when really, when we had our experiences of smoking and getting high, a lot of our senses were so operating at, at, a, at a, no pun intended, high level mm -hmm. that it almost cut off because we couldn't really mm -hmm. grasp everything. And because of that, mm -hmm. we were able to, not I don't want to say hone into God deeper, but it, in a way moment, it was yeah. like we were more aware Correct. of God's presence uh, right. a little bit deeper. And so that's, I, I don't want to say that, that people who are listening like, wow, I, need, I want to smoke so I can feel <laughs> God's presence a little no. deeper. It's, that's not it. But that does take you to uh, a, a different awareness that um, you can work to without being high. You absolutely can do it. You just need to put the work into it and, and be in your word and go to church and mm -hmm. tithe and do do your due diligence to like, Lord, I really want to feel you. I really want to experience you. I challenge whoever's listening, if you really want that, ask for it and yep. you'll get it. Um, even to just highlight on that, like for me, it was it, it was encouraging because like, he was accepting me in that moment in my like in my sin he was literally in mm. allowing me while i was basking in one of the very problems yeah. and like i said it's not the weed but it's my need for escapism and where i allocate that we all do that differently and so um because i was talking to him and because i was experiencing him at such a surreal level while under that influence it was encouraging that he was giving me that access and in turn my prayers got crazier mm -hmm. and they got deeper yeah. and they got stronger and bolder and I was just asking for ridiculous things because he was like yes yeah just yeah you know what I'm saying <laughs> yeah, just do seriously. it just do it just go yeah. for it you know and when you guys and I don't like to speak on it because I have humility written on my arm so <laughs> I don't want to speak on it but when you guys talk about you know my growth and my acceleration a lot of that was due to those very moments wow. you know what i'm saying where he was dwelling with me even though i was fucking up excuse my french you know what i'm saying and like i was like man like he really does love me he really doesn't care he really is accepting me like this yeah. and like boom go 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 and just like you know what i'm saying and like praise was coming wow. out of those moments and nothing was even happening you know what i'm saying it's not it's like you know it's not like my car just magically started filling up with money you know what i'm saying like i was just sitting in my car just high and just in my support i was with my supporter yeah. i was in you know i had my support system behind me and he was like look it's okay you know what i'm saying it's okay i got you and you know there was two different points you know one is that that can become a justification um and the other is that i go back to is come as you are but don't remain that way and um you know, and that's and that's where those changes and that's where that progress has started to come. But um, I th he, he just met me where I was and that was just super encouraging. And because of that, I wanted to get to know him more. And because of that, I've even had the thoughts of getting rid of things for him. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Even even if I don't necessarily do that 100 percent, even if I fail and have those shortcomings, like the fact that I'm even thinking about like 
okay, I do need to show you some kind of sacrifice, an even deeper level, or I do want to. Like, yeah. the fact that I'm even thinking about it and pondering it is progress. It's not there yet, but it's progress, and I feel like I'm getting there. You know what I'm saying? And so... It's crazy, because that's just the, excuse me, the type of God mm-hmm. he is. Yeah. He meets you where you're at. Right. The woman at the well, he could have bashed her, yeah. right? Yeah. He loved her. He mm-hmm. showed love. You while you're high, mm-hmm. Rudy. I'm not gonna. Sh- I'm not gonna strike you down. I'm not gonna stop blessing you and stop speaking to you because you're getting high and you're disres- and you're you know maybe so called disrespecting me. No, I'm gonna. Okay, you're high. Let's chat. Yeah. Let me. You know. Let right. me. Let me. Let me still bring my presence to you. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that's that's a, a big problem in the Christian society today is that no one is necessarily willing to to meet people where they're at in their sin and say, hey, let's chat uh, in a loving way, um, not a condemning way, uh, in a loving way. Like I, like I was talking about the whoever, the dude standing, waving the Bible on a college campus telling everybody they're going to hell. Um, it's not the way to do it. Um, the basis of Christianity is Jesus at the well. Hey, let's chat. Um, I want to bless you. I want to. I, I'm not here to condemn you. Um, I want to talk about your sin. I'm definitely going to talk about your sin. Um, we're going to address it in this moment. But through that, you're going to know that I love you, and that's the reason why I'm addressing your sin. Um, that's the basis of Christianity. Is hey, we had to. Uh cut out for a second because god just you know delivered something that we just were not expecting Everybody know I spit that other shit Shit that make you duck for cover shit Shit that make you hop out your seat and slap your mother shit Especially when drop drop the beat I drop jewels like my nuts dropped out of my briefs Jump in the booth to shatter heavy rapper's dream They jump in the sauna because I killed their self-esteem That's a jab, you should bob and weave Like Pam with Martin pull jokes out his sleeve I go in studio sessions and feel like a nerd Cause I'm the only nigga there and I smoke no herb You telling me the kush make you think on level 4? I'm on 5, you saying that I can level more? In high school, my teachers thought I was smoking stress Didn't know my eyes low cause of genetic defects I stimulate my mind every time I think about the end of time Creation of man and Columbine Did you think that this some high shit that I broke? Look, nowadays everybody think they big chiefers Just cause they heard that new tape from Wiz Khalifa 
knowing damn well they can hit the sour. They new booties that probably need baby powder. My skill shower hold for your city for 40 days, 40 nights off the chain like freedom of slaves. Before you get it twisted like 40 gays, my flow worth the earth. That's not to be appraised. Those the type of lines that I'm talking about. You know the type of rhymes you don't talk about. Copy my session on the disc when the session ends. So my mama can have it and play it for her friends. Brag on me like my son's about to win. Somehow, someday, and I don't care when. I might hit the gin once a month. I'll let you in hell like an atheist. Bet you think that it's some high shit that I broke. I think maybe, you know, there's there's part in this and that, you know, we've taken time for this episode. Um, you know, we've we've seen progress in many different ways. And I think it's, you know, just, you know, for me, it, I don't I don't want to say it's like mating for me to be ready to give it up because I know that's not like how this is going to work. You know what I'm saying? Ultimately. Um, and, uh, you know, my goal is to replace weed with him in any facet possible everything that i use weed for whether it's to relax asking him for that you know to heal to calm down asking him for that um you know just to be just to feel some kind of clarity and not have these thoughts not these thoughts but just thoughts in general overwhelming thoughts running through my head um you know asking him for that clarity asking him for that wisdom um asking him for that peace that I feel weed gives me at times. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I think I've tried it and failed multiple times. And because we're recording this, you know, and I'm talking about different facets of, of doing this and getting over something like this, I think I need to challenge myself publicly and also, you know, challenge our listeners. Um, it's not pretty, you know, it's really not. And um, he accepts us as we are, but that doesn't mean that he's allowing us to remain that way. Um, And we can't. Um, In Chase's episode, he talked about a lot of things are permissible, but not all things are beneficial. Um, You know, and and that's that's really what it comes down to at the end of the day. So, from right now, I'm gonna challenge myself to no longer consume marijuana I'm not even going to put a timetable on it in general that is just my goal if I can do that for an extended period of time even better Um, but you know whether it's secularly spiritually I think for a lot of different reasons I need to give it up and um, you know just I just need to see where where I can be, who I can be, how I can operate, you know, without its influence. And uh, if I operate worse, 
you know, then, then, then I have to go from there. And I don't think that's going to be the case um, by any means, shape, or, you know, I, like at all, but... Um, I don't think it's going to be the case. I mean, just from my perspective on it, like, it could be very different for you. Yeah. Um, like I said, like me and Johnny have both said, your growth has been just mm-hmm. exponential through the roof. Like, every time you make a change, like, you're just, you're just skyrocketing. Mm-hmm. Um, for me personally, nothing, literally nothing happened, I feel like, personally. Um, nothing changed. It didn't get worse. It didn't, it didn't get better. It was just nothing happened. And it took a while for me to really kind of see the fruition of, of what God was doing for me stopping to smoke weed. Uh, definitely took a while. Um, so, yeah, man, we're, we're here to support you in, in that. And uh, we're here to support you listeners as well. Um, so... It's up. We already had one person from, um, I'm not going to say where they're from, uh, we already had uh, one person hit us up and and um, say that they were a Christian that smoked weed and they were uh, interested in what we had to, we had to say on the topic. So um, if you're willing and you feel like God is tugging your heart to accept this challenge that Rudy just put on the table, we are, uh, we're, we're here, man. We're here to support and um, offer a prayer. We're here to talk offline if you want to talk offline so um, that's what we're called to do we're called to chat mm-hmm. alright so get this power print yeah Woo. dear god boy um, I thank you for this day I thank you for this evening I thank you for the seventh day your completion lord and um, I just thank you that you know your will that we are going to wake up tomorrow and uh, we're going to have another chance to go at this again and uh, I just thank you for that opportunity I thank you for that grace I thank you for that understanding and the patience Um, time is not slow as we know it you're not taking forever we're just taking forever and I pray that we can always remember that but Lord we're asking something different of you this time Um, we're asking you to remove these needs and rid us of these needs at the root not at the catalyst at the root of why we need the catalyst lord and i pray that you can fill that groove because no groove is too small uh, for you to fit in it you fit perfectly in every single void uh, that we desire to fill with manly things and um, i thank you for this plant and i thank you for the good things that you're able to do through it Um, but as humans we're just too flawed Uh, This is just why the quote goes, we can't have nice things um, because we just don't know how to properly use them in the way that you would have had us do it. And uh, if I can't figure that out, Lord, then it's not something that I need. And I'm just asking you to remove any ill intent and to take out these needs uh, for for me, uh, for my partners here, um, but also for our listeners. And I pray that if they're listening to this prayer, I feel that they've made it to the end of this episode, that there is a reason and there's something that you're tugging at and there's something that you're pulling at and they're still listening to the sound of my voice for that very reason, Father. And I thank you so much for that awareness and I pray that that awareness leads to application mm-hmm. and I pray that application leads to failure and success, but that those failures and successes lead to breakthrough, Father. Mm-hmm. And I thank you so much, so much for the chance to even just the minds that you've given us father to be able to figure these things out and to be able to learn and to be able to grow um and learn from our mistakes and try to not make them again uh you've accepted us as we are but we can't stay this way father if we're going to continue to go forward in your light 
and if we're going to continue to have us around and, and be filled with you, Father. And I just thank you. Thank you for everything. In your name we pray. Amen. 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 Bro. Come on, bro. That was... Ah. <laughs> uh, so fire. Partially functional, half of me is comfortable The other half is close to the cliff, like Mrs. Huxtable These boys got them hostess and clips, they pack like Lunchables Like white boys in grade school, while we ate school made food Just eyeing they shit, wish I was trying they shit Knowing when mama hit the stove, she wasn't buying that shit No, I ain't crying a bit, man that's just life, that's how that shit work You reach your hand to fire, you pull it back when you get burnt Gotta learn when you get hurt, even if it's with you he beat you in, you went back, he's officially stupid Oh yeah, I understand, that's your man, you had a plan You've been together for some years, you sticking with him for the kids So you overlook the tears, but we both know that's a bad look It's 20 years from now, your daughter probably get her ass whooped Look, if this too deep for the intro, I find another use But just in case it's perfect, let me introduce Cole, Cole. Intro, if so, I find another use. But just in case it's perfect, let me introduce. It's cold. I had a dream, and so I made a move. A ill ass nigga who just so happened to stay in school. Still rap for hustlers and motherfuckers that hated school. Said that's for busters, then heard my shit, and I made it cool. It's safe to say that I'm gifted as if I'm Christmas shopping. I got gangster niggas lining up in admissions office. Ain't possibly, cause all the hoes and niggas scrape a lot of shit up on my plate. So you know a nigga late to my first class. I much rather sit up in first class. Should I admit that a slutty bitch was my first smash? Was an experience, so nah, I didn't wear it out. Always thought my first time would be someone I cared about. But being a virgin was something to be embarrassed about. I used the ass for practice, so I wasn't scared out my mind. You call them rhymes, I call it clan out my mind. Was just a young boy staring out my blinds. Till I got free from my mama leash Running loose through the streets Like a straight dog in heat And we looking for some freaks Can you play? Pardon me What's your name? Don't mistake me for no lame No, not me She knew I was on the team Cause she seen how tall I be In the club Dapping niggas eventually R.I.P. Damn You win some, you lose some That's just how it happens And if a nigga step up to you Then you gotta scrap him Your name is all you got Throwing hands by the bathroom It's funny I barely told nobody I started rapping Cause see some niggas was haters that I just viewed as clowns At 14 I knew I was the nicest dude around I gotta make a move, I gotta do this now If they don't know your dreams, then they can't shoot them down huh. Yeah nigga, hell yeah Felt that one in my fucking soul nigga